Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is nice. And hey, come. Let's go. Ooh. It's in the Okay, 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 yo, what's the deal, y'all, hope all is well, welcome back to another episode, I'm Duke, I'm Omar, I'm Jalan, and this is another episode of the number one podcast in all of Los Angeles, nice and neat, fellas, we are here for another week covering another Universal film. Thank you, Universal, for this partnership. We are covering another film. This week, we're doing Do the Right Thing. I'm excited to do Do the Right Thing. It's a film who... Mm. I've, I've watched this film easily, easily over 10 times. Easily. Since I was from but various different points as a kid. And when I say as a kid, I'm talking like 10 to 12 range you know, as a teenager and as an adult now. And every single time it was different. When I was a kid, it felt like a feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now when I watch mm-hmm. it, it's like, that's not, that's, that's <laughs> not really, it's not <laughs> ever really. So I, I think when we watch these films in audience, when you watch this film again, 
you're probably going to get a whole different perspective from it. And I think that's the point of a good film. Every time you watch it, you're supposed to be able to grab something different from it. So, fellas, we're just going to jump right into it. Oh, okay. Oh, I see you ready. You got your all black on. You look like a black panther today. I fight you know? the power. That's what you're looking like. I'm feeling, I got that energy. What, in what, what was your favorite moment from this film? Oh, Y'all both got beanies on. He gonna put me on the spot like that. And then right after that fight, the power. You know what? This is gonna strike people as this. This may be a shocker. All right, but I did think, and this is. Let's let's see if y'all actually caught this. One of my favorite moments in the film was when Mookie was leaving his apartment. All right, Mookie is is play is a character that Spike Lee plays. He's leaving his apartment after he went home because he was hot. He wanted to take a shower. His sister was at the crib. She's, she's like, well, you need to go back to work, right? They walk outside. Who is Mookie's friend? What's the guy's name um, who was tripping on Sal? Bugging out. Bugging out. Mm -hmm. Okay, bugging out walks up on uh, Spike on Mookie's sister, right? And she's, mm -hmm. like, she's like, I'm about to go to Sal's, grab a slice. And he's like... What you what you talking about going to South? We boycount, we boycotting South. Mm -hmm. It's a boycott on South. She's like, <laughs> a boy, what you talking about? I've been, I grew up on South. I'm eating South my whole life. He's like, nah, you know, like, you're not down for the movement. And she was like, no, she, he, he said, you're not down. And she said, I am down before a movement. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, what you basically, I don't know what you what you doing. Like, what you doing, there's no reason to get behind that. But if you talk about someone being down, like, Bring something that's like real, something that like is gonna help substantial. Them. Substantial yeah, that's yeah, gonna yeah. help the people. Hell yeah, I'm down. I thought that was a powerful moment, mm. and it really got overshadowed in that movie. But obviously, there was a reason why it was put in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just to, I guess to really show like the unfortunate small percentage of us that are actually down for true mm -hmm. movements. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was actually one of my favorite parts of the film. Hey, so I don't my, know if y'all caught that. I I, I didn't. I did. I didn't. You did. I did. You did. I did. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. My my part not is uh profound or deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but uh one one part I was laughing at though was uh when they were playing in the uh in the street in the oh, water. Man. <laughs> and then the cops was rolling by, or no, some some man was rolling by and he was like, yo, don't splash me with the water. And it was like, oh yeah, it's all good. It's all good. He had his drop top down. It's like, yeah, no, come on. It's like hurry up, man. Come on. So when he rolled by, it's it's Wet his ass, wet his ass up, <laughs> but it just reminded me of how much fun kids be having when we young. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It just reminded in the me summer, like, in the summer. Yeah. No, ain't nothing like it. And, and it also reminded like me some, sometimes, like we mature now, but like sometimes, like being a bad kid was fun. Yeah, you know. But we didn't look at it as being bad. We just looked at it as just having fun. Yep. So I thought that took me back to, uh, to childhood. So I, that was a. Um, you know, a really relatable moment for me, man. It was funny. For so, sure. That was mine. What about yours, bro? Maybe I'm not as mature as you guys. Um, but <laughs> before before that, I do got to get my mature moment out. Actually, oh, that moment right there made me think about just the duality in, in, in the way that we think as black people. There always is a, I'll call it a Martin Luther King approach, and then there is a Malcolm X approach. But see... Malcolm X was strategic. What's, what's his name? Bugging out. Bugging out? Bugging there out. was no strategy. Boycott thousands. <laughs> Boycott thousands. Hey. No. So, I mean, well, since we're talking about favorite parts of the movie, 
my favorite part of the movie actually was when they showed all the different races just throwing out their racial mm -hmm. slurs and just getting it off. Mm -hmm. Just getting it off. Like, you know what? I am so frustrated with you black dude, you 360 degrees slamming. Like, and honestly, whoever wrote that, Spike, you are a genius Spike for that. wrote that. Spike's a genius for that. Because in those moments of just pure frustration, it I felt like... I felt like as a white man, you were able to, you were able to understand the white the white officer's frustration when he got his slurs off. As a black man, you were able to understand Spike's frustrations as he got off. As an Italian man and as an Asian man, you were able to as a as a Latino man, you were able to understand all of those frustrations. And I've never seen a form of racism so fair as this is how I feel and this is what I experience. And I felt like the lens that he was just able to show us wasn't through the lens of an angry black man, but it was like, this is the world we all live in. Yeah, Isn't it interesting that the film is kind of centered around racism and it wasn't too much racism between white and black in the film. I mean, we kind of right, got right, we kind of right, got a right, sense right. of it, like, uh, like a, a, a taste of it at the end right. with the police brutality, but like throughout the 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 film it's really yeah. the racism is between colored people which is kind of odd you know what i mean it, it was it's not even a black and white thing mm -hmm. in this film where which is today it's more of a black and white thing i would mm -hmm. say you know what i mean I, I kind of thought that was kind of interesting as well like i really didn't notice any type am, am i right, right. yeah not, i think yeah. spike spike did a good job with that one right but speaking of spike what do y'all feel about spike lee like when you think about spike lee like is there a specific, do you look forward to his movies? Do you not care about his movies? Do you feel like his movies are impactful? Like what, what's the overall feeling around Spike Lee? I think his films are impactful. I think, you know, this is something I just noticed yesterday. I think he deserves a lot of credit, especially for a film like mm -hmm. Do the Right Thing for someone to write it, direct it, produce it, and act in it. I don't know there's been I don't know there's been too many people who could say that they've done that. You think with, he's at the top of what he of like in his category black directors? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would say, you know, he's a pioneer. Yeah. He's a pioneer. He's a pioneer. Yeah. I wouldn't even no one else even, in the category, right? I wouldn't even just say black directors, Spike Lee. I was going to say, I don't think it's a black thing. Yeah, I think a, it's, a, it's not a black a, thing. It's a Spike. director thing. Uh -huh. That's like saying, uh, would you say Denzel was at the top of black actors? Yeah. Right. I got He's you. at the top of he, actors. When you talk you. about directors, you talk about Spike. Yeah. I got you. You know, I think it's really dope because... Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I feel like Universal makes, makes, helps black stories get told. Mm -hmm. And in 1989, for them to take a chance on a film like Do the Right Thing, that is literally centered around racism. Well, but, 
sorry, just to, I mean, I know you mentioned, I think you may have mentioned this off camera, but like you said, this film is based off of a true story that happened three years prior to it. Being it was filmed. inspired by. Inspired by. So mm -hmm. like the story might've been fresh. So he, you know what I mean? It's very easy to probably get that, that approval from a studio. You know what I mean? To, to make a film like this off, off of, a, like it would be, it wouldn't be hard for anybody today to sell a story off of something that's going on within the mm -hmm. inner city neighborhoods. The story is very interesting. It's very interesting. We 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 want to know about it, and we deserve people deserve to see like get a light and get shed better light on what's going on. You know. Yeah. 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 Nineteen eighty nine. To be able to have a story centered around racism, but yet told in the way that it was. As I mentioned, when I was a, when I was a kid watching this film. If you're not looking through that lens of like, let me dive deeper in this, you're looking at it as like, this is almost a feel good movie. This is a summer right, in New right. York. Right, right. And, you know, it's a lot of loud, rambunctious talk. It's jokes. It's that's, you could feel that. That could yeah. be literally one lens you watch the entire movie through. You watch the entire movie too. Like, now watching this film, understanding life a little bit more, experiencing life a little bit more, we're literally in the midst of, Another situation with police brutality, you cannot watch through the lens of this is just a feel good. Yeah, it's not just entertainment. Mm -mm. No, nah, it's not entertainment. It's actually storytelling. It's actually education. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Not, it's not it, was, just... it wasn't uh, as deep as, you know, when, um, you know, one of the, one thing that the Wayans brothers always do in their, in their parody movies is when they have message. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't where, that obvious. It wasn't that obvious. <laughs> it wasn't that obvious. But you nah. know, but the messages were in there, as you mentioned. The messages were in there throughout the entire movie, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed that. I enjoy seeing so many black faces, so many black cameos in there. We. Bro, let's talk about all the actors that are in this right, film. Right, 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 right. Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson there with a small part. Yep. Bro. And you know what's so, bro, as I'm looking at it, I'm looking, I mean, there's plenty of other actors, but really quick. Like Samuel, like, I don't know if y'all saw, like, you had to see. He's speaking. Is he DJ and shit like that. I can see, like, caps on his teeth. I'm like, oh, this is early. Like, mm. Samuel ain't got, like, yep. he's not even cracking yet. Yep. You know what I mean? Look completely different. Look yep. completely different. Look completely different. Yep. Rosie, Ro Rosie Perez, right? Her break. Her break, introducing Rosie Perez. They uh, say it in the credits. They say it in the opening <laughs> yeah. credits. Yep. Martin. Martin. Uh, who else we had in there? Um, there's well, bug, bug, Bugging Out is, he's a huge, he's a huge actor. Yeah. But I don't know his name, but he's dope. You know even what? the Puerto Rican cat. I forget his yes. name. I mean, even, even, uh, what is it? Vito the Son. Yep. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. He's, I seen it. Hey, what? Hey, you know what though? His performance was so strong in that film to me. Like I, I thought, he, I felt like that's who he was. You feel I, like that's who he was? No, I felt like like oh, did, I, I really believe this guy. He bodied it. I yeah, really, it wasn't acting. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he, he did. did. He did that. Yeah. Oh, he did such he's a great really, job. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. He's a good actor. Now it was it was filled with a bunch of it was a lot of a lot of great actors today really getting their start. You know what I mean? They break on it. You know in, what? In Speaking of his character, there was a part in there. And, you know, obviously we say this movie is surrounded by racism. There was a part in there that stuck with me. There's a part in there that stuck with me. And Mookie finally just said, you know, I'm going to call this fool out. I'm going to call him out. He was like, yo, you always, you always talking about black people. You say black people this, black people that. And as if, as if you don't like us, you don't care about us. He was saying black people. 
Yeah, he was. He wasn't saying. He wasn't saying black people for the sake of our listeners. You know, <laughs> insert expletive here. So he was saying that, and he he told him. He said, "Man, who, who's your favorite Hooper?" He said, "Magic." He said, "Okay, cool. Who's your favorite? Who who's your favorite entertainer? Prince." And he was like, "Yo, you saying all these guys and all these guys are all black, and yet you got a disdain towards the the black man that walk into your business." What is wrong with you? And he, he said, "We're different." He said, "They're a different type of black." It's different, different, different type of black. He couldn't even put his finger on it. And the fact that he got called out like that made me think about how many people truly feel like that about black people. Mm-hmm. How many people feel like just because a black person is an entertainer, they're different than me or you sitting here on this couch right now speaking? Wow. Mm. How many black people feel like just because a black person is an entertainer, they're any different than the black person that's got arrested by the police? Or got brutalized by the police. Why do you feel like they're different? Just because you see them on TV, or they're yeah. in your home? Yeah, it's like a, it's like the O.J. Simpson complex. Oof. It's like yo, like once you make it a past a certain threshold, like you you supersede black, right? So now like there, there's black, there's white, and there's like celebrity. Yep. You right? It's like that celebrity cloud. Um, there's no there's no skin color, right? And it's also. But they were talking about with Magic Johnson hanging around, um, uh, fuck, who's who was the owner? What's up? Sal. Bus. No, Magic Johnson hanging around oh, Jerry, Bu- oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Bus. Jerry yeah. Bus. Sorry, my like, bad. Like, and those those worlds intermixing, and people saying like, yo, once Magic got to Magic Johnson level, it was like, forget all the black stuff, forget mm-hmm. all the white stuff. Like, we all up here now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's how people look look at it, right? So I thought that that's what I that's what I took away from what he was saying about that. And I think a lot of people do do feel like that. But I feel like, you know, black people that aren't celebrities, it's like, hey, yo, we all the same. You know what I'm saying? We all the same. Um, so, yeah, I thought that shit was interesting. I, I like when black, like, for example, Spike, Spike could easily take the approach like, man, I'm a celebrity now. I don't need to tell these stories like this anymore. I don't need to present. But was he a celebrity by that point? 32. I mean, he could have played the celebrity game. If he wanted to. What did he do before Do the Right Thing? He had two he had two films before that. Um School Days was before that. That was before School Days was before. That was before okay. that. And that was huge in our community. Yeah, Not yeah, saying yeah, it yeah. was it was Do the Right Thing, but it was huge in our community. He could have played that game. And he had another film before that, I forget the name of it. But the fact that he said, nah, like I need to keep telling these stories and people need to understand and just small instances like that, just to show the nuances, because I think one thing about racism that is very, very dangerous is that how, how intricate it is. People think every every piece of racism has to be something big or it has to be somebody dying at a traffic stop. And like that's what shows racism. But racism, racism could be something as small as just how we spoke a few weeks ago and get out as a police asking you for your ID and you had nothing to do with this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And somebody who is not familiar with being in our shoes may look at it as what's the big deal Mm -hmm. because of it's so nuanced. Mm -hmm. So even in thinking that it's nothing wrong to love Eddie Murphy and love Magic Johnson and love Prince, but I don't need to love other black people that him bringing light to that nuance was that like that it was brilliant like that's brilliant to sit back and be like nah people really be doing this mm-hmm. people need to see that people need to understand that and i really enjoyed the nuances throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. mm. so look check this out 
We've been celebrating black history all month, and we got something for you guys. For now, until February 28th, the last day of Black History Month, you can now buy Girls Trip for $7.50. In addition, you will also receive Get Out, Queen and Slim, Straight Outta Compton, and Do the Right Thing for your personal movie collections. You can have all of these films just by going to voodoo.com and redeeming the code Celebrate Black History. That code again is Celebrate Black History. Now back to the show. Okay, okay. Hey, Duke, again, thanks for that question because just being able to sit down and reflect on why you love yourself Man. is always extremely important. So you guys make sure y'all do your homework. Make, listen to that halftime again. And like O said, 10 things on why you love being black. That's important. But fellas, we got to get back into do the right thing. I was thinking in the film when bugging out the character, I feel like you like bugging out as a character. I did it? not like him you as did? a character. No. Okay. So that means he did a good job. <laughs> yes, he killed it. He killed it. <laughs> so in the film, bugging out was upset that there were no photos of black people on the wall in this Italian pizzeria. And he had a valid argument. He was pretty much saying, yo, we patronize this business. Why isn't there photos of Italian, I mean, of black people on the wall? And... I feel like he had a valid argument. How do you feel about that? I think, I think his argument was valid. I think he could have done a better job of articulating that to Sal. You know what I mean? He came into his... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Play. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's a business, the business owner, and shouting out, shouting, yelling, screaming at this dude about how come black people aren't on the wall. So I think, you know, his questions are valid, but I think his approach was terrible, which led to his execution being even worse than, worse than that. You know what I mean? And I think that makes me think about, you know, a lot of a common problem that we have within our culture where we try to use our brute force, our brute energy um, to get what we want, you know what I mean? Rather than taking some time to be more savvy, to be more articulate, um, to come up with creator, creative, you know, uh, phrases to get what we want from whatever individual we're seeking that from, rather than trying to just always flex our muscle to get it, you know what I mean? And um, I, think, I think we gotta do better at that. I, I think we gotta do, so was he valid? Was his, um, Approach or what he was saying, valid? Sure, sure, it was valid. His approach was terrible, though, and his execution was terrible. So, yeah, that's my stance on that. And, again, my stance is that I think we as a community need to do better at learning how to articulate ourselves. Duke, you think his inquiry was valid? I think you can make any inquiry sound valid. Okay. You know? But I don't, I don't feel like – I don't feel like – I think um, he created a problem. 
Yeah. I think he created a problem. Man. I don't think it was problematic. You know what I'm saying? So if you go into a restaurant and it's, it's a small business and an Italian owns a restaurant and it's all Italians on the wall, that's not a problem. It doesn't matter if all black people eat there. It's not a problem. One, because it's a business that's ran by an Italian man. And if it's your business, you can do what you want with the decoration. You can do what you want with the promotion. As long as you're not hurting the customers. I don't think nothing's wrong with that. I think saying, yo, I'm a black man, I eat here, right, is an entitlement thing mm -hmm. to say, yo, like, well, you need us on the wall. Well, no, you don't. Why? Why do you need to be on my wall as a customer? Well, he's not talking about himself personally. Correct, correct. But I'm just saying, though, like, you're, but that's, that's, that, he's, saying, he's saying that, like, yo, black people eat here, black people should be on the wall. Yeah. He, not, he didn't even say, yo, black celebrities come through here. Black, he didn't, none of that. He just saying, yo, we eat here, we should be on the wall. He I'm said, saying. Michael Jordan. He did. <laughs> on the wall. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he so did. So, like, so like I don't think, I, I think that, like, it kind of, that, that situation kind of, like, made me, it, it kind of tore me because I'm like, on one hand, it's like, yeah, we want representation, but at the same time, it's just like, some things ain't problems, right? There's a lot of other problems that we have that we should be gunning for. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, we can't turn that into a problem. Yeah. Right? Because when we, and a lot of times, a lot of times that stuff comes from like us not owning the store. Because when we that's own the That's the root of it. Right? Because mm -hmm. when we own a store, if somebody comes into our store and tries to tell us who we should put on our, our, our uh, wall, it's a problem. Yep. Can't nobody tell us that. Can't tell right? me nothing. So why do we feel like we have the nerve to tell somebody who to put on their wall? Yeah. Right? But it all comes from the ownership part of it, right? Because like when you when you own or or you create something, it's a whole different uh, perspective for someone who just consumes it. Yeah. Right. You have a consumer mindset. Mm -hmm. You don't even know how it feels to be the owner and to have to like run a business to promote to like nah, it's a completely different ballgame. So you can't come in here and tell me how like how my decor should look. Why do you think? It seemed to only be a problem with what's my guy? What's my bugging guy? out? We're bugging out. Like there was no problem. Mookie never mentioned that. The other four friends never mentioned that. Mookie's sister never mentioned that. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it was such? Why do you? What? What? What do you think they were trying to get across by only like honing in on bugging out being? him only having a problem with it. So that was dangerous. I'm gonna tell you why it was dangerous because him having a problem with it actually got somebody killed. Absolutely. And because but nobody else in the community had a problem no, with it. No, nobody else had a problem with it, but he brought his problem into, and I think this is, this is, a, this is a common thing, a common theme. I could have a problem with something and because I'm black, I feel that we should have linear thinking and now I bring you into the problem and you feel the pressure of being black. So now it's like, I'll support them in it, but I don't necessarily feel, feel this way, yeah. like this, mm -hmm. but I'll support them in it. And that's when he brought Radio Raheem into the problem and he brought him into Sal's shop. Mm -hmm. And Radio Raheem came in to say, I don't even think Radio Raheem fully, fully understand it, but he was just the quote unquote we can't say that because he had a moment earlier in the film when he was trying to when he was telling us the difference between love and hate with the rings. Raheem was a deep dude. He's a deep dude. We can't. We 
after after that scene, there's no way he didn't understand what was going on. Right. Okay. There's no way. There's no way the character was too smart. But 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 I'm saying like he probably didn't. It probably he probably didn't feel as deep about that yeah. situation. No, you know I mean? feel like Raheem was a he was also like a neighborhood kind of muscle. So it was like, yo, if I, but he was like a smart muscle. He, yeah, he was he a smart like muscle. No, bully, nah, he wasn't. He wasn't a bully. He yeah. was a smart muscle. But that's why I feel like when when bugging out brought him in, he understood it, and he was like, yo, I kind of be here to support you with it. But it wasn't his fight. Mm-mm. It wasn't his fight, and I feel like he suffered the consequences of somebody else's fight. Well, shit. Well, not really though, though, because he could have avoided it, the situation too. Right, the situ- uh, it, it really escalated because his music was blasting. Mm. All right, right. He, he didn't he didn't have to be blasting his music. Right, he, right. he made a choice too. Yeah, you know the, the name of the film is "Do the Right Thing," and right. It, the whole film is filled with choices that mm-hmm. everyone is, gets to make yeah. throughout the entire film. So yeah, you know, he didn't make he didn't make the right choice in that yeah. situation. Definitely think that 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 sense of entitlement though is important because we do have to speak up for where we want change, right? We have to speak up. We have to take action. We have to um, protest and, 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 and you know, gather and all, all those things. But then we also have a responsibility to look at situations and say, yo, like, is this situation what we're fighting for, right? Is this situation gonna lead to us making significant change, right? Is this situation a situation that is even something that we should be upset by? Right. Because we can't just get upset by everything that we can't just say, yo, we want this. Let's go. Let's go. We can't say, yo, we want this. It's a problem. That's what it is without doing the due diligence and saying, yo, like, nah, it's not really a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Another thing is you mentioned this long, yo, are we putting pressure in today's world? Are we putting pressure on other black people to take up in the fight that we're having, even though they don't believe what we believe in their hearts, right? Do black people feel that pressure from other, or do all black people really, literally legit think the same? Yeah, yeah, black people feel that pressure because we don't all think the same. We don't mm-hmm. all think the same. So you feel the pressure. Like, let's let's use uh, just out here in California, in Los Angeles, when George Floyd's situation happened and everybody's like, are you going to go march? Are you going to? You feel obligated that I, I got to go down there now because if I don't, black people are going to look at me as if I don't care. Mm. But like everybody can insert their self in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we get the luxury to be able to do that. There are certain aspects where we should be sticking together and we should be being we should be being on the same page with each other. But again, back to what you said about Mookie's sister saying like, hey, if there's no plan, I don't feel comfortable even just boycotting just cause. I'm more like that. I'm not just getting out because the emotions are high. I'm not an emotional thinker. I'm not an emotional doer in that situation. So a lot of times we will get upset with each other because it's like, yo, I feel we need to be doing this. It's like, well, let's sit down and think about it. But what's unfortunate is a lot of times we jumping into shit without sitting down and thinking about it, right? Prime example at towards the end of the film, Right when they start trashing South Spot, no one had it. How all of a sudden everyone in the neighborhood is just fucking the spot up? No one even. I guess. Well, I guess. I guess there was a reason why they, we saw uh, Radio Raheem die. Right, the neighborhood saw him die. Right, the police, but the police killed him. But everyone started trashing South Spot, and no one even. 
Everyone else in the neighborhood didn't really understand what was going on. They had yeah. no plan, no plan of action. They didn't talk about it. They just jumped in. But if it's something that you have to have a plan on and there's a real movement behind it, people don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for some yeah, reason, yeah. if it's like sporadic and, yeah. and it's just chaos, like, fucking, I'm down. Yeah, I'm yeah, down yeah. for the moment. We yeah, be down for the moment. moment, but we don't be down for the movement. And, mm. and it's interesting you say that because all of that happened at night and then in the morning, you got to get out and clean your same neighborhood on those streets that you walk by every single day. That's your neighborhood. In your neighborhood, you gotta get up and pick up trash and you gotta watch these buildings try to come back together. And it's like, yeah, you're trashing these owner's shops and Mookie. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. He says it in the film. Mm. Sal, what you tripping for? Insurance gonna pay for this. But that's still your neighborhood, though. Mm. Yeah. That's not Sal's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Sal got to drive there from his neighborhood. Yep, yep. He said that his his neighborhood is saturated with pieces pieces of spots. That's why he got it here. Yeah, that's so crazy. And yet, we trash our neighborhood because there's no thought behind it. There's 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 no thought behind. Hey, like how should we best get our point across? And that's why I think the title of the movie is so fitting. Like. Even in that, your frustration, are you doing the right thing? Mm. Yo, so do the right thing, though. Okay? Is it hard doing the right thing on a day-to-day basis? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes doing the right thing is hard. Doing the right thing is hard sometimes. Doing the right thing sometimes sometimes makes you uncomfortable or it's going to make someone else uncomfortable. Doing the right thing sometimes isn't easy. Sometimes doing the wrong thing is a lot easier than doing the right thing. And so I don't think it's easy. It's not, it's, it's not cookie cutter. It's not black and white all the time. Mm-hmm. Like most people may think it is. Um, I mean, shit, if you think about your, your day-to-day life, think about how many times you do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Shit. We'd be happy if we were 50-50. So, so you ever like struggle back and forth? Like, yeah, I really, I really know I, I really know I should do the right thing, but I really want to do the wrong thing because it's just easier. It's just easier, absolutely. That's a real, that's a real moment. How do you overcome that feeling? It's and not just submit to it. It's got to be something that. It's got to be consistent. You got to consistently be putting yourself in the situation to where you are. It's an exercise for you to do the right thing. It's got to become an exercise. You have to treat it like an exercise Mm. and it becomes like a muscle, right? Just like exercise. Like the more more we exercise, the more stronger the muscle gets, the more endurance, the more stamina Mm. we have. 
So the more exercise you get of doing the right thing, the better you'll get when those situations arise. But mm. if you're always running from the situation mm -hmm. and not giving yourself an opportunity to do the right thing or the wrong thing, then you, you can't get better or you can't, was, that was the question, yep, right? Yep. You, can't, you can't get better at it, I don't mm. think. I had a question for you guys. What's up? Can black people be racist? Can black people be racist? Um, I feel like black people are racist. Can black people be racist? <sighs> I think black people can be racist. Um, can. I think they can. Mm -hmm. I think they can. But it just doesn't hit as hard. Right? Just because the oppression. Yeah. So it's very, our racism doesn't make the same impact you know, as our, our counterparts, racism, right? So it stings less to them, right? And I think that because we've gone through so much things in the past, you know, it almost kind of, we can, we always have that, that our, our history to kind of justify our racism, mm -hmm. right? So you can be racism, but people will say, well, well we have a reason to. You get what I'm saying? Um, but I think everyone can be racist. I don't think, I just, there's like racism isn't, like we're not, no one's exempt from racism, right? No one's exempt from any of that, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I have definitely believe black people can be racist. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of activists will say, no, that's not the case, but um, how can it not be, right? If you look up the definition of racism, um, you know, it, it doesn't say that, you know, it don't it's say limited to yeah, it don't say this it, culture, it just, right? No. It's, it's, it's just an act. It's an act. It's a thought, right? And, and we have those. And if we think of our, if we think of all of ourselves as like, nah, we all equal. We just a different color. Correct. And yeah. you act this way. Correct. Yeah. Then you could be racist. Correct. So, so yeah, I, I would, I would say yeah. You know what I mean? But, but there's caveats, right? I think it's, it's always tricky for us. Um, because there's always that justification factor for us and that like oppressed factor for us that always applies. So it's tricky, but I think it's a fact. I feel like our racism be like, I don't fuck with you. I don't rock with you. Our level of racism be like that. Where I feel like is someone else, let's take like white people, their level mm -hmm. of racism be like some like extreme, like I want to kill you. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas our racism, it'd be a little, like you said, it doesn't hit as hard. It'd be a little watered down because our racism is more so just like, yo, you just stay over there and I stay over here. I got you. You know what I mean? We're not messing with you. We're we just not messing with and you. And we're not stopping you from doing nothing. We're not stopping. I don't care, bro. You just stay over there. We stay over here. We good. I got you. You know what I mean? Whereas another culture's level of racism literally be like, I'm trying to wipe y'all off the face of the earth. I could care less if you guys are here. Matter of fact, the world would be a better place if you guys weren't. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I want you guys to be here. I just want to use you for my benefit. That. That. So I think black people can be racist, but I feel like our level of racism isn't as serious as other cultures could be. Something to think about. Yeah. So if you don't think someone is inferior to you, can you be racist? No. You can't you just be prejudiced towards them. I think it'll be more of a, a prejudice, um, a a 
a predisposed opinion about someone. Okay, so now that's that's why I say it's tricky. Prejudice, a prejudgment. Pre. Yeah, that's so why like, I say it's tricky because like I know I say black people can be racist, but like, do you think that black people look at other people as inferior? No. Right. I don't really think so. No. So that, that so that that's that's the. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what's that's hard the, about that's it. That's the caveat. That's to the, the caveat definition. because it's just like yeah, like yeah, black people could be racist, but then it's like all right, you start digging into like what racism is, and there's like an inferior thing going on. But I don't think black people look at people and say yo, like you're inferior to me because you're a different color. You may have inferior so like physical capabilities or you know those types of specific capabilities. Not of skin color, right? Yeah, I agree. Ooh, I agree. Hmm. What about you? You think so? Can, can black people be racist? Can black people be racist? Now that we're we are peeling back layers like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I would I would for the sake of conversation, I would like to I would say no that black people cannot be racist. I would first start with prejudice, and I would need you to show me something beyond that. Uh, I would say prejudice simply for the prejudgment, but also out of safety for our bodies for a lot of things. So if someone said, Is, are black people racist towards white people? Some black people may say yes. I would say no, because it's a history of, hey, I can't let them get too close because I won't be safe. Not because I don't like them or I don't, I don't mess with how they operate. I, I just wouldn't be safe. Mm-hmm. So... I can see a prejudice being there for sure without saying, you know what? I don't even need to get to know this person. I just know the history of it. I don't want to be, I'm good. You stay over there Mm -hmm. as you, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would, I would start off by saying no, Mm -hmm. I would say no, I'll be the, I'll be the different person in the room. I would say no. And if we had a conversation with someone, they were able to show me that black people could be racist. I'll be willing to listen, but Racist is a very strong word. Racist, as you said, starts with superiority. It starts with uh, uh, oppressing a group of people, and I just I don't see that with us. Mm-hmm. Part of us comes from love, so I just I don't see that with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the movie, though, did anyone do the right thing? Yeah. I feel like the mayor was doing the right thing. The mayor was definitely. I feel like the, the right mayor thing. was doing the, the right thing was through the entire the right movie, entire film, where he, he saved the kid from getting hit. Uh, what else he do? He brought, first of all, Miss Mother Mother Sister. Mother Sister. That is a crazy name. Mother, mother sister. sister is crazy. <laughs> but Mother Sister, he, he was bringing her flowers. He kind of uh, he, some he coddled her when. Um, when yeah. she was distressed at the end, mm-hmm. you said what? You said something with a bully. I said he's trying to get some booty. Oh yeah, he was definitely trying to get some booty. He was trying to get some. And hey, you know, it's funny. That's actually his. That's actually his wife in real life. Really? Yeah. So it was interesting to see there. Okay. There, those characters play opposite like that. Yeah, but yeah, but everybody else was doing the wrong thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Even like, I'm thinking about the you talk about uh, the mayor doing the right thing. Like, how many people were doing the wrong thing to him? Like mm-hmm. how the kids were just. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. 
Wow. Man, like just attacking this dude. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? For no reason. I thought that was that was really uncomfortable for me to watch. You know, like I have a high respect for elders, you know? So like that was very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um so you don't feel like Mookie did the right thing by like, you know what? I don't feel like Mookie did the right thing the entire movie. The entire movie. He ain't do one right thing. <laughs> he was Bad going to see his girl on his shift. You know what I mean? Bad ball. Going home, taking showers. Uh, on the phone at work. Uh, and then he, I, he, he is, he's not responsible, but he definitely is the sole reason for the, the situation, the, the final scene of the movie to escalate. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna ask you guys, does doing the right thing always result in peace? No. No, it doesn't. But I don't think I could ever say doing the right thing. I don't think I could ever consider it doing the right thing if something if it results in somebody dying that I, that I that's close to me. You know what I'm saying? So, so I tell you this: nobody. The reason why Mookie threw that through the through the window is because Radio Raheem already had died. Mm. So it was a standstill mm. of, yo, what do we do from here? Mm -hmm. Like he got killed and he would just watch his friend get killed mm -hmm. in the streets and his and, and through his lens off of the back of what happened at his pizzeria that he worked at that he don't want to go to every single day anyway that he feels like he's experiencing racism. His friends feel like they are, they're not giving black people their due diligence. And now it's like, you know what? This is literally the cornerstone of all of the beef that's happening. So, and him throwing the trash can through the window, did he do the right thing? And I feel like that's really what the movie is based around. Our own dissertation of, did he do the right thing in what's that situation? Right and what's right, what's or, right wrong? or wrong? Did he stand up for what was, for what was right? Maybe we didn't like the way he did it, but did he stand up for what was right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I say no, but I guess, you know. But I, I guess to determine what's right or wrong, you got to have an end result in mind. All right? What do you want to happen what's from subjective? this? subjective? Yeah. Like, what do, you, what do you want to come from this? All right? Do you want to get closer? Do you want to divide? Do you want to go? Like, what, is, what do you want to come from that? And then if you can achieve that goal, then in your head, it was the right goal. There was two different quotes at the end of the film that I want to, I want to read. Uh, the first one is, violence is a way of achieving racial justice is both impractical and immoral. It is impractical because it is a descending spiral ending in destruction for all. The old law of an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. It is immoral because it seeks to humiliate the opponent rather than win his understanding. It seeks to annihilate rather than than to convert. Violence is immoral because it thrives on hatred rather than love. It destroys community and makes brotherhood impossible. It leaves society in monologue rather than dialogue. Violence ends by defeating itself. It creates bitterness in the survivors and brutality in the destroyers. That quote is by Dr. Martin Luther King. And the other one is, I think there are plenty of good people in America, but there are also plenty of bad people in America. And the bad ones are the ones who seem to have all the power 
and be in these positions to block things that you and I need. Because this is the situation, you and I have to preserve the right to do what is necessary to bring an end to the situation. And it doesn't mean that I advocate violence, but at the same time, I am not against using violence in self-defense. I don't even call it violence when it is self-defense. I call it intelligence. So I think that those are two pretty profound quotes to end the film, mm. considering how the film ended. Mm. You know what I mean? And it gives yeah. you two different perspectives on how to, how to look, look at basically our lives and mm -hmm. our culture. You know what I mean? I thought those were very powerful and very well put because they could have used any quotes. Those, those guys have a, a million quotes. Yeah. A million quotes, but I felt like that really resonated really well with the film. Okay. Well, listen, y'all, we about to wrap up right now. Appreciate you guys for tapping in with us and listening and watching wherever you are. Um, please let us know your best part, your favorite part. Drop in the comments. Let us know what you thought. Share this with a friend if you're watching this or listening to this. Um, shout out to our sponsor, Universal, for holding us down and sponsoring this episode, man. A lot of love, a lot of gratitude. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, um, at Nice and Eat the Podcast. Subscribe to all of our channels, um, all our streaming channels, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What am I missing, fellas? Um, Twitter, 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 Instagram. Instagram, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that, all right? So tap in with us. Follow myself on Instagram at Duke Jelana, just Jelana, Omar, Omar. Bowden. Um, and I think that's all we got. Until next time, I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jelan, and this is another episode of Nice and Neat, and that's that on that. Peace. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old now, I got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, or else get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.